Today on the show, we talk about how an assassin reaches the means of the creed through the method of the Templars. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes behind some of our favorite video games. I'm Bruce. And I'm Kevin. And we are back together again for an Assassin's Creed episode. Thought we were gone, thought we were done. No. Yeah, nah, we're we're, we're coming back. There's too many games to to go over here. Way too many. Uh, We have kind of a goal. I don't know how. It's pretty lofty, but we're going to try and get through... Uh, some of the past Assassin's Creed games before the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out. Yeah, that means that I'm going to have to binge two massive games in, what, like two months? <laughs> yeah, I played them all, so I'm just kind of waiting on him to catch up. I, I Okay, so this is an episode, uh, I'll say, I binged this game. I bought this game. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I, yes, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Sorry about that. I, I, I bought this game when it came out. I played four hours of it, and then the new Destiny expansion came out, and I was like, I don't want it anymore. I got really <laughs> bored. I got really bored, and I decided that I wanted to, I, you know, I, I, we watched the, the trailer for Valhalla, and I was so excited for it, so I was like, I'm going to play Syndicate. I want to I brush up. I want to catch up on all these games, so I binged this game in like a week, maybe like a week and a half, um, and I... I didn't necessarily 100% completion it, but I got real close. And I remember texting you throughout my entire process. Yeah, that was a very interesting uh, kind of thread of just your reactions to each sequence. It was wild. Yeah, I Syndicate is a very interesting game because it like Ubisoft takes kind of a different path. Uh, than it usually has on uh, this one you know you play as two separate characters and they have the story go in some pretty interesting ways and what we really wanted to talk about like from who we super just kind of couldn't stop talking about was Jacob Fry uh, one of the Fry twins in Assassin's Creed Syndicate and protagonists yeah I just remember texting you throughout the whole game hating on Jacob <laughs> you and just, then you I remembered him Every mission where they forced me to play as Jacob was the worst thing ever. I active like I may have fallen in love with Evie Fry. I'm just gonna say that right away. Like <laughs> she's a lot like my own wife, so I was like, oh my god, Aww. I'm in love. She was she's so awesome. And then there's this asshole, there's and I'm like, how are you twins? That, everything that she isn't, he is. Uh, and that's oh. kind of what we're gonna kind of get into because. What we're trying to, like, talk about today is how Jacob Fry doesn't really seem like your typical assassin. He seems like the things that he does, the things that he says, and the way that he gets things done are not very assassin-like. He's very reckless. He's just kind of there to just fuck shit up and then move on to the next thing. It's just, it's crazy. Um... I I like him as a character. Like, he's cheeky. He's, like, entertaining. I could definitely see, like, I don't know, like, Colin uh, 
feral uh planum or something yeah. but like i i don't know i i kind of reserve that hate that you have for him in my heart for edward kenway who i think is just <laughs> also a really shitty person and a, barely yeah. an assassin to begin with looking back like doing all these episodes looking back i definitely noticed that a lot of these assassins are assholes unless you're Ezio. So it's basically... <laughs> They're very reluctant to take on the Creed. Yeah. And and so I... The reason why I geared... For instance, the reason why I geared more towards uh, Evie Fry was she's really smart. She's... You know, she understands the Creed and she really wants to um, follow it through. She understands the methods of the assassins. To the she letter. the history. Yeah, to the she, letter. she's really... And, and she's deviated, like, because of Jacob and his, like, you know... Um, like he'll, he'll, uh, his Jacobness. Yeah. His Jacobness. Yeah. Well, he'll just like kind of suggest things to her and she'll kind of think about it and they, they'll banter back and forth, but then she sometimes will go through with it because the, the ends will lead to a good like assassin ends, but necessarily the means don't always follow it. And that's kind of what we are going to talk about throughout this whole episode um, specifically more about Jacob than Evie, but Evie is... We'll, we'll have her as the comparison, as the stick. Yeah, yeah. She's, she, I mean, she's a good control model. How about that? Exactly. You know, for, for this. Yes. But I would say that she definitely keeps him in check to a degree, um, grounded in the creed. Yeah, um, honestly. Yeah, but she's also kind of an enabler. Yeah, but that's just, that's, you know, family crap. <laughs> yeah, true, true. So, okay, where do we begin here? Uh, so, first of all, Assassin's Creed Syndicate takes place in merry old London, England times uh, in Victorian era of uh, London. So that's like 1863, I believe, uh, where the both... steampunk era. Yeah, so both uh, Evie and Jacob are coming from uh, a small town in England to uh, just a completely, totally controlled uh, Templar london and you know you have steric who is the big bad master templar uh behind everything and the twins just go to work almost just double-handedly sweeping up everything that the templars built for the past decade and you know you just have jacob fry who is just the reckless twin and evie who is just so much more particular and uh just way cleaner about everything and as we said before she brushes like her just, teeth i think yeah and uh jacob passes out in a gutter uh after he's yep. out in a night with the boys uh with whiskey in his mouth so yeah basically jacob is nothing like his sister um and he's just kind of a brute and the first thing that we see him do when he gets to london is just like he sees that the templars have this big old group of uh gangsters in a gang to keep their control on the streets and he's like oh i can't wait to start a gang it's gonna be great we're gonna get we're gonna be called the rooks and we're gonna do this and we're gonna beat up the other gang and i think that was my first introduction of him and i was just like this guy's weird it's just yeah. like you don't i i i really want to just talk for a second how We've gone through past assassins this point. Like, you've had Ezio, you've had Altair, uh, Connor, and they all seem, you know, they have depth, uh, varying degrees, but, you know, overall, they're 
motivated by justice and vengeance mm-hmm. and, you know, keeping with the creed and, you know, helping their people and finding the the balance of their lives. And then you got this chuckle fuck who's just <laughs> who's just oh here God. like yes. he's just on a fucking field trip. Like that. Tr- so in the beginning of the game, he like hijacks a train, basically, and it's the magic school bus because that's how it feels. Everything yeah. is fucking wild. He's just like, well, this is some fancy time to just beat people up. Time to do it now th- oh, to the next thing. That's the best insult ever. I'm keeping that <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> that's great. But yes, he is shit. Um, I'm going to, for all you Jacob Fry fans, I'm going to shit all over your dude. Okay. I am going to hate on this guy, um, a lot this episode. I'm going to, I'm going to try and defend him because like, I like his character as an assassin though. I feel like this could only have happened because there are no assassins left in England. You will get my uh, positive list at the end with our wrap up. (laughs) Other than that, I am going to just like figuratively eviscerate this dude so um let's see some points that we also have um we're we're trying to also just figure out as we're discussing this what he's better at because what we're seeing here is that he is an assassin he was brought up his father uh ethan fry was an assassin and he literally raised these kids um not specifically from birth he did like educate them and give them the choice of like wanting to go into the i guess family business um but they were pretty much indoctrinated from a very young age to be assassins but as you can see there some ways that he could have been a much better templar um just with his set of skills uh i think one of the biggest things that kind of always stuck with me was jacob's uh small subplot where he was going to go like try and hit Steric where it hurts in his pockets and then uh met a woman named Pearl Attaway and like stole stuff for her and destroyed Steric's uh company stuff and beat up his thugs and took his products only to figure out that she was also a Templar number 1 number 2 and she was Steric's uh what was it cousin and then when he just figured that out, he's just like, ah, oh, 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 bugger all. It's, uh. Jacob just thinks like he he uses a lot of ethos in his in his mind. He's very he doesn't think logically. He's very into just like he'll meet somebody and he'll have a beer with them and he instantly trusts them. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, he doesn't hide in plain sight. He's just in plain sight. That's that's just what he does. He's never really like he he if he ever hides behind anyone, it's his gang and his gang of rooks. And he's not really he'll attack you from the rooftops. But like, it's almost at every turn. He just wants to be known, be seen and kind of gain power like the Templars. He then just figures out, okay, well, I guess I'll just kill her now. <laughs> she is the enemy. And he doesn't really, like, think about it. There's a lot of times where we have assassins who are like, wait, but we had overarching goals. Uh, 
what why do we have to we do had this? chemistry yeah that uh, even would work like jacob like he hesitates for a moment and he's like right gotta kill her let's go <laughs> he's just on it and it just makes no sense he it, it's very weird because it, it does not seem like he's in it for the creed but that's the only think. thing that he's kind of moving towards you know yeah i i i feel like he's his decision-making process, and I'll get into this later as well as we continue, but, like, his decision-making process in terms of the creed, I don't think is – I don't necessarily think he's taking the creed into account when he's making his decisions as if in the point where I mean, like, he's not doing it for the creed. It's more like, how can I use the creed to justify my decisions? Yeah. And that's really all he does. And I – it feels like it's a game to him where he's just like, I'm an assassin because I'm not going to let those Templar nerds have all the cool stuff. Oh, he definitely thinks it's a game because he constantly like talks about it like it is. Every little jab or something like, you know, you'll be walking around a crowd or something and he'll say things that make it feel like he's having fun. Like, I'm going to I'm going to make this into a game to enjoy it more like. It, it he does like whereas Evie's like okay I have to go figure out this thing how am I gonna go find that guy okay he's up there so I'm and like she is like she is calculated. an assassin she is a yeah. great assassin and I get like you know they're fraternal twins they're going to be uh, diametrically opposed on pretty much everything but like where she is a great assassin he just keeps failing and failing and it's not just Attaway we also have another one another Templar where he goes to, <laughs> I hate this one. It's so, this is, I love it, uh, but I hate it. Um, Jacob meets with Maxwell Roth, who is like the gang leader of the Templars gang, which they're called the Blighters. And they just hit it off so well. They become amazing friends. They work together to, cause uh, Maxwell Roth is just like, you know what? Fuck it, man. Fuck Steric. We're just going to fuck up his shit. Let's just do it. Let's just, let's go let's crazy, go blow up man. some buildings, man. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's just do it. And Jacob's all for it. He's like, yeah, I like this guy. Um, and I think Maxwell Roth is the perfect Templar for him to, I think this is probably when he starts to see just maybe at least a mirror reflection of himself because oh, yeah. Maxwell Roth is completely unhinged he is you know leader of this very dangerous crime syndicate that works for this shady you know over-encompassed world domination organization mm -hmm. and he just doesn't give a shit he also thinks it's a game he also finds fun and entertainment in just manipulation and intimidation yep. and destruction and for a while, he's Jacob is okay with that. He's fine with that because he's just like, this is just the Templar and Assassin stuff. Now I maybe I'll get him on my side and then we can, you know, be able to run the ball to the goal because that's what we do, right? And then as uh, we see, Maxwell Roth goes off the fucking deep end um, and starts like killing innocent people. And Jacob finally knows, you know, the fucking tenets of the creed uh stay your blade yep. of the innocent and he's like whoa 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 let's let's not let's not do all that right um and roth just 
fucking loses it. Roth is actually like mentally unstable. He may yeah. be the biggest sociopath I've ever seen. Um, he, well, but the thing is, like, he doesn't necessarily I don't think he mimics emotions. It's hard to pinpoint what this guy it's has. It's really cause, hard because he just he's so loud. Like, he's very loud. if I think about his personality and just the way like his emotions, it's just a very loud um, individual character. Yeah, just just in all facets, like the way he dresses, all these things, it's just very like, I'm here. Hello. Rah! Hey, like, guess that's what? Him. Guess what? We just said that about Jacob. Oh, wait a minute. Are you telling me that if Jacob <laughs> was born into a Templar family, this would basically be him? Holy <laughs> shit. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's just so you can see it. It, it feels like the writers did this on it's so intentionally to say, yeah, Jacob is super uh, going to be a good Templar if he wanted to. Yeah. Um. So, like, we see Roth um, is like, all right, well, I'm going to fill this, uh, what was it, a uh, theater filled with uh, innocent people and set it on fire. Um, well, I'll first it later. was also the kids because he the also kids. tried to kill kids. And that's that's the big oh, one the when he didn't give a shit about because I mean, OK, like I said, this guy's loud. He's blowing shit up. That's how loud he is, guys. It, it He he blows up like a factory or not a factory. It's it's like um, it's like a flower house or something weird, like some weird thing that has explosives already in it. I think it was like paper or ink. And this is the catalyst that starts where Jacob's like, hold the fuck up. Those I don't think are, I want to hang out with you anymore. There. there are kids in there. You can't do that. You can blow up all these <laughs> other buildings with people in it, but there are children in there. And and he's like, I don't give a shit. Who cares? Like, there's plenty of kids to go around everywhere else. There's just like five or 12 that you're going to have to probably save on some shitty quest for this mission. But yeah, there you go. And that's when Jacob's like, I don't like you anymore. And that's that's really his biggest arc there, where he's just like, oh, maybe maybe I do need to give a shit a little bit more about, you know, the lives and the balance that we're working mm-hmm. towards. And I think that's what it was meant to be, but it just <laughs> didn't go anywhere. In, like, it's like when you when a character looks into like a pond or something, and they're having like this weird like issue uh internally or like when they have um you know they show a mirror in cinematography you'll see a mirror and you'll see a specific character in the mirror and that's supposed to symbolize like that they're having an internal struggle within themselves and you see a different face and you're like i don't like what i see like that's basically this moment pretty much and i it really just placates to jacob's character that this is like almost a Disney children's cartoon level of uh, introspection that he has to reach to figure out, hey, maybe I'm being an asshole right now. Yeah, I think maybe he also is not drunk anymore, so that might help. (laughs) Maybe. All right, we're going to keep this conversation going, but first, a quick break. Beyond the Stars an ancient secret beckons. Armies clash and fight for dominance, unaware of the part they are playing in cosmic destiny. Among the chaos, one soldier, the Master Chief, stands for hope and becomes a beacon for all humanity. 
Hello, I'm Connor, a regular producer here on Lore Party. Join me and my co-host Jaden as we explore the world of Halo. Come with us as we jump into the intricate stories behind the games, explore the many thrilling adventures that take place throughout the setting, dissect the ethical quandaries that arise during futuristic interstellar conflict, and much more. To find our series, simply search for Halo in your Lore Party feed. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the great journey. So, like, time after time, we're seeing this. This is some of Jacob's greatest, like, allies and, you know, supporting characters in his whole, like, arc in this entire game. And it's not with allied assassins. Evie's mostly working with uh, Henry Green. And he's mostly either working by himself uh, with his sister, uh, where he's, like, you know, undermining her and being just an annoying little brother. And then there's just him working just almost exclusively with Templars and getting along with them really, really well. It really just starts to, I don't know, it just spells out so much for me of just like, he's not that great of an assassin. No. And, and the thing is like when he, like, for instance, the whole like theater thing, like that was an art piece. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, who are you hanging out with? Dude? Yeah, it's Come art. On. It's fun. That's, it's that's it's here. It's loud. Yeah, it's he his like I said, his decision making process on like I hate to sound like my parents, but it's like, look, who you hang out with is a reflection of yourself. Like, thanks, mom. You know but what? like, holy shit, you're right. Like, you know what? Whoa. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, like, his decisions that he makes, like post killing these people is almost even worse like he kills Adam. Well, i'm never right? gonna do that again yeah <laughs> yeah he kills thing <laughs> he kills Attaway though and then replaces her capitalist like capitalistic like corporate control thing just with another one yeah. Like I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna. I like. Like I don't like what you I, were doing. I don't like. I don't know. I'm don't, gonna do it too. Exactly. He's just like, all right. So now that I've replaced you with someone else, we'll we'll have more assassin points. He doesn't think <laughs> ahead. He doesn't. He's just uh, this one man wrecking crew. He's just like, I'm gonna knock that shit down, and I'm gonna replace it with my own thing. I'm gonna knock down the blighters, and I'm gonna replace it with the rooks. I'm gonna knock down. Attaway's competition thing, and I'm gonna have my own thing. It's always replacing the same thing. He's never fixing it. He's breaking it down and putting his own Jacob sticker on it. Hey, 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 Bruce, I'm gonna let you copy my homework. Just make sure you do it a little differently so the teacher doesn't notice that you copied. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll just put like a uh, little assassin symbol on it. He, like, you have a Templar one, I'll just like erase that and put that. He is the walking meme. That is him. <laughs> this brings us to our next point. Why? Why is Jacob like this? This is so infuriating, but you're like, you're trying to figure out like what's going on. So I super implore anyone to look at the, I think I got it wrong the first time, uh, Underworld, uh, the Assassin's Creed novel tie-in. It goes so much more in depth with the events leading up to it. It it goes into also Ethan, who is kind of like the mentor to uh, Henry Green, where he 
is talking to his kids and he's like, uh, you see a younger Jacob and a younger Evie and Ethan criticizes Jacob for not taking the education of the creed more seriously. Uh, you know, big fucking surprise, but he was not really that into, uh, learning about the creed when he was a kid. Um, and he mostly took to what did they say in the book? He he took to combat like a fish took to water. He was super into you know fighting with the blade and you know figuring out how best to take down an enemy. But like that's really just been his mo since day one. He's just like I want to fight. I want to do cool stuff. I don't want to learn about this. I don't want to learn He's- why we are assassins. He's in it for the destruction aspect and, like, the flashiness or, like, the, I don't want to say the the killing, but, like, he kind of is. Because I know, like, we're not going to get really crazy into the Jack the Ripper stuff, but, like, he kind of, like, I, I remember I played the Jack the Ripper thing as well. I know you did. And I saw that character as well as, like, him expelling, like, he almost expels his bad decision-making process and and his growth see guys i'm giving you some good stuff about jacob he expels his bad decision-making right he gets rid of these negative qualities to a degree but then they almost get like personified in another person and like that's how i saw when i was playing the jack the ripper stuff i was like you know he set up this gang network already that was already there ready to go to like help destroy london but then like all these negative things he puts into somebody else almost and then he has to fight like his himself in the Jack the Ripper stuff again. Does that make sense? Yes. So, yeah. And like in the DLC, we have like the reason Jack the Ripper, the most notorious serial killer in the world, come to fruition because of, first of all, an institution that was knocked down and then held back up, rebuilt and fortified by Jacob. He was raised by Jacob to be an assassin. And then, though I'm not going to put all the blame on him because uh, apparently Jack, the lad, as he was previously known before being the Ripper, saw a lot of his, um, you know, saw his mother hurt uh, and murdered um, and like, Got oh, no, a lot the, of the guy was a mess. The guy exactly. was like a mental mess. Exactly. But you know who what really would not have helped being anywhere near Jacob? Well, yeah. And okay, so like it seems okay, so like it, from what you're okay, so I didn't read this book, but I know you said some stuff about like how he's kind of like pressured by his dad because throughout the story in the game, you know, they're always talking about their dad. Their dad this, their dad, their dad that, you know. Um and it seems like Evie is very into her dad in terms of like she idolizes him she wants to be like him she's following in his footsteps Jacob's like fuck dad I don't want to have anything to do with him uh yeah he's dead like I see look how where he got you know like I'm doing stuff my way and I feel like he resents his dad a lot and so like when he's kind of training Jack or the boy whatever his name was um, the lad or something like I just feel like daddy issues that yeah daddy issues man like I think that's part of the whole problem why he lashes out and like doesn't want to have anything to do with Evie's decision making process stuff like he's got daddy issues yeah 
I mean, I, I honestly, I feel like that's the only thing he's doing right as an assassin, because uh, <laughs> all, almost all the assassins have daddy issues that we've seen. Well, play. yeah, that's that's definitely. Well, I mean, yes, we had a whole family of daddy issues worth of games. So, yes, they all have daddy issues. I'd say the only one that doesn't was Ezio, because the guy was like, I love you, dad. And then his dad died. And he was I like, mean, that oh, was the shit. issue. <laughs> that was the issue right there. Yeah, okay. But it seems like Jacob, since growing up with, like, his sister, also the other thing is, like, Evie seems to have been, like, better than him. So in the book, they're – it's not really talked about because, like, they're they're almost, like, supporting people at this – like, supporting characters in the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are just kind of mentioned – you know, once or twice, and they're, you know, trying to eavesdrop on their dad, but, like, it's just mostly Ethan kind of nagging Jacob, saying, like, mm-hmm. you don't understand the creed. You need to get that shit fixed. Um, but, like, Evie is obviously a just a model student. She knows so much. She's read everything. She wasn't too much into the combat. She knows how to hold herself in a fight, but she was more interested in the pieces of Eden and everything. And that's how an assassin should operate. Let me tell you, she kicks ass with a cane. It is like, I remember when I first played, um, like, the combat stuff with her, she kicked ass. And I was so impressed. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'm playing as her the whole time. But, and that's the thing, in the game, they constantly touch upon this. They're constantly talking about how... um, he he he! I, I don't necessarily. I don't want to say he says this, but I distinctly remember a conversation where they're like yelling at each other, which is like almost every other one. But they're <laughs> they're arguing, and he the says something about like yeah, like he says something about how like you know she was basically dad's like favorite kid, like model student, like you were everything dad wanted. You were you try you idolized him. You're trying to be like him. You still are. You're still trying to fight these like. These, these ancient ones, you're still trying to find all their artifacts and whatever. Like, we are here now. We're in London. Shit's going down. Like, focus on this shit. Who gives a crap about dad's fantasy bullshit? Like, um, it just, he's very much the opposite of everything what his dad wanted. And I think that's kind of his rebelliousness. He just seems very, at, at his core, he just feels so immature. It feels like he's mm-hmm. not ready to take on any of these responsibilities. It doesn't feel like he's taking any of this seriously. It doesn't seem like he's understanding the real scope and the real, like, risk that runs with fighting this endless multi-generational war that so many others have fought and died for. So we we talked a lot about Jacob, and I still, I still like him. I still like him as a character, as a person. I would not want to meet him as, like... I feel like I can say that for a lot of assassins that we have talked about. They're really cool, but like they've got a lot of shit going on. So yeah, want to take a wide berth on that. But to me personally, Jacob Fry's actions show that he could, he had the potential to be something else. It, it just feels like he's almost fighting against his own instincts or his own destiny to be something else other than a Templar. And he seems much better at just destroying, dismantling, destroying Templar infrastructures, but not burning it to the ground or replacing it with something else. He does not build on those destruction, 
destructive actions. He just either replaces who's in charge of those things or he destroys them outright completely. So he either creates a power vacuum or he just continues um, an abusive infrastructure that was there with more of the sole purpose of domination and destruction and control, not for liberation and for the people. Yeah. Um, I'd have to agree with everything you just said. Um, <laughs> but I would also add the fact that he uses, I think Jacob uses, I've said, I said it earlier. I think Jacob uses the, the creed as a way like to justify his decision making rather than he's going with the creed. I think he has a decision. He's like, well, would the creed like emphasize this Would would they, would the creed be okay with this? Let how can I manipulate the creed to make this work? Um, I see him as he's continued throughout the whole game. He is continuously using Templar methods, tactics against the Templars while simultaneously kind of becoming one almost He's also just a shitty assassin in the sense that, like, when you take over, like, when you beat the shit out of or kill um, the other gang leaders and stuff and you take over their territory, there's nothing. You're taking over territory. Fuck it. Like, that's control. That's the whole thing is, like, his whole concept of gang stuff, it's all control. And that is, you're a Templar, bro. Like, sorry, like, you ain't fucking doing it right. (laughs) Okay, well, that about wraps it up. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. So if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. So if you did, please take a second and rate and review us on... Well, that about wraps it up. Fuck. Hold on. <laughs> High energy. I got I got to lower my energy. <laughs>